Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake goes exploring New York City. Chuck plays in the Gooby Cup. Yu takes over the meta. And we have a special guest. Chuck, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, just in back to work after <laughs> yeah. the holiday. So I'm a little tired today, but... Yeah, Black Friday, Cy- Cyber Monday. You're you're about to the world of hurts coming in on your way, huh? Oh yeah, it's already started. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you actually had time to to record tonight. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see how the fun, how much more the fun gets, since it's all just begun today. Oh yeah. But uh, aside from work getting crazy, uh, how has your week been? Uh, do anything interesting since the last episode? It was it was Thanksgiving holiday, so spent it with the family. Had mm-hmm. uh, a lot of food. Uh, probably gained ten pounds. So that's the usual. Yeah. Uh, managed to managed to squeeze in some time for some Pokemon, though. I uh, participated in the Gumi Cup over the weekend, uh, which was uh, fun. Uh, they're always uh, a blast to uh, play with over there. I we this tournament was professors. It was like a theme deck tournament. So. Yeah. Uh, is why I wanted to do it. Uh, I but you got pair you got signed up a uh, type. I had a metal typing assigned to me, which I was thrilled with, but not thrilled with. I was really hoping for electric typing. I had this theme deck I really wanted to try. Yeah. Uh, my deck was called Raid Scoop Up Legends. <laughs> um, so I used the the attack. Uh, it's only on Caesar and or Luxray at the moment in standard format yeah. of Raid. Uh, and it basically does boost damage when you evolve them, hence this when you scoop it up, repeat, yeah, blah yeah. blah blah. Uh, Caesar is not as good as Luxray, so I was hoping to get electric, but I got metal, so I could still do it, but um, not as good. But it was yeah. super fun, yeah, very awesome. But yeah, so we went to New York City to go visit some family, um, did for over the you know, Thanksgiving weekend and on Saturday, I mean, so we did the whole family thing Thursday and Friday, just kind of stayed in that at the apartment, uh, play a lot of Smash Brothers and just hung out with family. Um, and then Saturday, we went and explored the city a little bit, uh, walked around um, uh, the whole city, went to the Nintendo store um, and a couple other really cool stores. And got to go do all the whole Pokemon thing uh, at at the Pokemon store. Got a few packs um, and a few plushies for the backdrop, so it was pretty cool. Um, my co- my cousin ended up buying the kids a, a celebrations like tin, like the lunchbox tin things and split the packs. And my son opened a, a couple packs. Uh, his first pack was a Umbreon shiny star. And then the second pack was a Blastoid. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's just pulling straight fire. And all the other kids didn't pull anything. So he was really excited. So that was really cool to see. Uh, but we are not alone today. We have an awesome, awesome guest. Um, he is a Twitch streamer, an awesome community member, an awesome player. And that is the one and only Steuben. How are we doing today, bud? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, welcome to the cast. I appreciate it. So how was your Thanksgiving uh, weekend? Well, uh, it was weird. It was weird. I lost my mom a few months ago. So this was the first Thanksgiving without my mom. Uh, but we, we got through. Uh, a lot of our families really pulling together and, and really 
coming together more now uh, mm-hmm. without her because she was kind of the glue that held us all together. Ooh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, but that's, that is good that, you know, the family did get to come together um, over the, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend and kind of like, kind of like self-healing, I guess it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. And my little sister's birthdays was the day after. So we baked her some cookies and had some fun with her. So, well, that's cool. Um, very awesome. Um, but for for those that don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about your your Pokemon career so uh, so far. So, uh, my name is Steuben. I am a Twitch, mostly variety, but I want to say like seventy five percent. I've been playing PTCGO, mm-hmm. and uh, it's and honestly, it's a super fun time. The PTCGO community is like nothing else when it comes to Twitch. Uh, there's not really any drama. There's no issues. If you look at the rest of the Twitch platform, you go to Overwatch, uh, you go to the just chatting category. The Pokemon community is not a single thing like that whatsoever. And it's, it's super awesome to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Um, anybody that's ever really been on my streams, uh, super awesome. Uh, and then going into everybody else's yourself and a lot of other awesome community members, um, never really seen drama. And whenever something kind of does pop up, it's usually nipped in the butt really, really quick. And then yep. we're on and, you know, uh, the, the healthy community is thriving for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's uh, it's really wholesome, honestly, um, with the way everyone really is. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. But with that, um, we we do have some standard questions we like to ask our first time guests. Um, so Chuck, do you want to take this away? Yeah. Uh, so we got, we got four standard questions and we always start with the fun we we'll start with, um, what is your favorite star Pokemon from any of the games? All eight, any of any, which one you want to pick? That's a pretty solid, easy answer. It's Squirtle. Uh, it was my, uh, it was, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 32. I started playing the video games when I was young. Uh, I got a copy of red for my birthday. I picked Squirtle. I uh, kind of, people are like, wait a minute, wait, you, you got red and pick Squirtle. <laughs> well, they couldn't find a copy of blue. So I had to make do. Hey, hey you still got that Squirtle out there. You just yep. a little red Squirtle running around. <laughs> yep. I, I still have my cartridge too. I've replaced the battery and I want to say like twice oh, uh, <laughs> ever since I've had it too. So I back the ROM up and back my save up and swap the battery out and put it back in. There we go. Yeah, I know I have, I think it was a leaf green that I've been playing every so often on my Game Boy Color Advance and like the battery pack just keeps dying. I need to get another battery uh, so I can uh, actually get some meaningful playtime in. There you go. All right. So we start with that one. It always seems easy question to answer. Yeah. So most people don't get tripped up on that one. Um, But let's jump on to the next one and your favorite Pokemon overall. It's Ampharos. Uh, Ampharos, uh, ever since the uh, anime arc with, you know, it being sick in the lighthouse, uh, as a mm. kid, I always loved the ocean. I love the beaches and lighthouses. So it just, I don't know, the story from those episodes of the, uh, the Johto era really just pulled me into it. And ever since then, I've loved Marit, Flaffy and Ampharos, but definitely Ampharos more. Yeah, I can't actually be too shocked with uh, your logo. And yeah, the logo, on the, the emotes. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're squad, very much- yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a quick second, I was like a little surprised. And then I realized, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're Ampharos uh, on all of those things that you just mentioned. So mm-hmm. no, that's a solid choice. We got another fun one. Uh, what now this can go 
back as far as you want or for whatever reason you want, but what is your favorite TCG card? Uh, so it's actually art and playability. I would have to say the alternate art version of the uh, Mew and Mewtwo Tag Team GX. Now, is that the facepalm one? Yeah, Mewtwo's okay. kind of like mm-hmm. getting miffed off at Mew and it's having a good time. It like it encompasses both of my average moods, like playful, kind of joking around, having fun, and also being a little bit irritated at times. Yeah. Yep. So it's like both of like my main personality traits in the one card. And it's illustrated by my favorite artist for the TCG as well, Sui. Uh, I have a binder of all of her cards except for two Japanese cards I can't get a hold of. Oh no. Um and you know it it was also super playable it you know it was really good in the meta game it's still yeah. fun and expanded uh yeah. so you can go really any way with that card honestly so now you have me curious though what are the other two cards that you you didn't get so there is a magmar and a mag mortar that they've illustrated and they are a part of a board game called waku waku everyone's exciting battle <laughs> so in order to get those two cards i would have to find that board game and buy the board game and then you know, kind of decimate it by taking two cards out of it to put it into a binder. Uh, and I've never seen those cards sold separately. Uh, I have eBay alerts. I have Amazon Yahoo alerts set up uh, through Japan and everything like, and I can't ever find these two cards. So, Hey, if you're listening yeah. and you happen to have those two cards, get a hold of me on Twitter, uh, discord, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, and I will, I will pay you a very handsome sum for those, those Magmar and Magmortar illustrated by Sui. That's awesome. That that's I think my favorite answer um, for favorite card uh, and, and you know, that whole journey we just took there. Yeah. But all right. So let's Chuck. Uh, did you have anything else there? No. No. Go ahead. Okay. Um, worst card in the game, in your opinion. Now this could be standard legal. Now it could be expanded or something in the past when you uh, you know played um, you know back in the day. So I would have said Marnie. Except for the past three weeks, I think Genesect V uh, is really a thorn in the meta. Um, for a while, Marnie, because, you know, it doesn't randomize. Uh, the cards go to the bottom of the deck. As a professor, there's procedural errors that I feel like are going to happen a lot when people come back to IRL play with Marnie. But yeah. as of recent, I feel like it's Genesect. Uh, it, it's, it's so unforgiving that you could be the worst player in the world, make all the misplays, and because of how forgiving Genesect is, you yeah. can still win that game. Yeah, I haven't got to experience playing that deck yet. Um, just, but it does seem like you can get them down to one card, and they easily mm-hmm. can just, uh, you know, get, you know, five, ten, fifteen cards uh, yeah. in a play oh, just nuts. by the ability. Um, does seem pretty broken for sure. Yeah, I wish it had the hard once per turn clause of the ability itself in the text, uh, and then it wouldn't be as good, and then we'd be able to have like a more diverse meta game again. Yeah, it is uh, the M cards that deck Genesect lets basically Mewtwo Max C is absurd. Mm-hmm. All righty, Steuben. I, I like all those answers. They were all really thoughtful um, and, and, and great answers. So um, with that, let's go ahead and move on to some trivia. I know Chuck and I both have trivia. Um, we'll start with Chuck. All right. Um, I have a good uh, history kind of like question for you. Okay. Uh, this week, I'm in trouble. Um, basically, how well do you know your older sets of Pokemon TCG? Um, so, how many Pokemon TCG sets are considered E sets? And bonus points if you can name them. 
Okay, so the E sets are, are you referring to the ones with, uh, from Wizards or are you referring to the early uh, TPC era? Because there's technically a little bit of both. Uh, e for e-reader, uh, of course. Uh, Wizards had uh, Expedition, uh, Aquapolis, Sky Ridge, and then they produced Legendary Collection in between the uh, split, which caused the divide between Wizards and the Pokemon Company. And then Pokemon Company started with EX, Ruby, uh, and Sapphire. Uh, and eventually they kept that e-reader e function for the first four sets and eventually phased it away. So Sandstorm. Um, mm, um, nope, my brain, my brain stopped there. Well, you, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea. Question. So I was just shaking my head. Um, yes, I I agree with Steven. <laughs> yeah, you definitely nailed most of all of, the only ones that I were looking for. I think were just the Wizards ones. Um, okay. There is a designation that I can't remember the designation. I I don't have the window open, but there was a reason why you there there the TPCI the TPCI ones were excluded. But you nailed Expedition, Aquapolis, and Sky Ridge. Yeah, there were also some Japanese uh, VSE sets that featured the gym leaders that were uh, awesome cards that we also never got here too. I, I think those were the only three sets that had full compatibility with the e-reader um, in that it did everything they were planning on for it to use. Yeah, and then the, uh, foil, the, the foil cards were separated with H in the name to have two mm -hmm. prints of each one. So the full set, the main set uh, were all a little bit different too. Yeah. Well, kudos on that. I had no idea. So, I mean, I got it wrong. Steuben gets the point for sure. Well, All right. So, you. yeah, he carried me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have actually two. Um, okay. I've been really, I've, I've been doing the name that attack, uh, or I will say an attack name of a standard Pokemon. And you'd have to give me the Pokemon that is, but now I have a an attack and an ability, so two separate questions. So we'll um, so name that Pokemon this attack goes to, and for the first one is Max Shock. And if you one, if you can get the Pokemon, um, obviously you get that right. And two, if you can tell me what that attack does, um, bonus points for you. Max Shock. Well, it's 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 a lightning type Pokemon. Yes. Um, the V Max. Yeah, Max. it's not Pikachu. I want to say it's Toxtricity. Chuck? Uh, is I want to say, for some reason, I want to say it's Dractazolt. Nope, you guys are both wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that would be Tapu Koko VMAX. Uh, oh, Max no. Shock for two lightning and a colorless, 180 damage. If, uh, if, this, or if you have more prizes remaining than your opponent... Um, their active Pokemon is now, now paralyzed. I feel like a dingus because I made a YouTube video about that deck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, loved it. I yeah. loved it. I loved it at the end of the format before rotation. It just felt so good because a lot of decks stopped playing Switch then, and I loved it. Yep, yeah. I've been trying to make Bolton VMAX work, and I actually just like uh, got TCG Player to get a, a Tapu Koko because I haven't had one. And it was just right in front of me. I'm like, mm, this is a good one where I think it, uh, you know, it's just far enough out of like playability that maybe be obscure. It really needed the greens engine to stay alive. It really did. I thought you were trying to catch me off guard again with that track to <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I wasn't. But um, so I have a second one. This is uh, an ability. So name that Pokemon that this ability goes to. 
Um, fighting instance. I, I think it's Gallade. Yeah, you said Gallade, and now I'm stuck on that. <laughs> fighting instincts. Um, I'm going to... It's a fighting... I don't know. Give me a fighting type. Um, a club... A, 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 a club... Abominable. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Galarian Zapdos B. Oh, so that man. is the one that um, this oh, that's the one attack that gives cost the... has um, one less for each Pokemon uh, V in play. I gravitated yeah. to Galade because there's a single prize Galade that's like when it's in play, it's also psychic type. Yeah. That's what so, I think. I thought of like in, it's instinct, it's fighting type, it's dual type. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was good guess. Uh, I mean, I I love where your 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 thought process was there. So, um, no, I just thought those were both uh, pretty pretty fun names, and um, yeah, just just far enough out of playability where it was just a little harder to get to. All right, do we want to do one more bit of fun stuff before we break for the whimsy watch? Of course we do. Yeah. All right. It's everyone's favorite. Uh, uh, it's everyone's favorite segment random card madness everybody's so, favorite uh, when we get a good card <laughs> yeah, when we get a good card uh now for steven's sake i'll uh, remind him how this works i'm gonna randomly generate a number um this week's set we're sticking with fusion strike because we have a lot of cards in that set and we didn't cover all that many of them yet um but basically we're just going to generate one through 264 pick a car see what see what that card is i'll read it out and then we'll decide if that card's going to be something that you're just going to throw in your binder and forget about it or if something that might become playable um and if we usually talk about the whole evolution line if we get a basic or yeah. something like that okay all right so let me randomly generate a number boop boop beep, boop boop number 52 52 uh, that is going to take us into water pokemon territory and i did not stage this because this is star you the rapid strike pokemon um <laughs> you sure you want to stage yeah this is one of my favorite pokemon so it's I red i did not um so star you uh is a basic obviously it will evolve into starmie um the uh Attack of note on Staryu is for colorless. You can soak in water and attach a water energy card from your hand to this Pokemon. Now, uh, like I said, evolves into Starmie, which is, I believe, the only other Starmie available in standard. Mm -hmm. It is also a rapid strike po Pokemon and comes with one attack for one water energy, multi shot star. Discard any amount of water energy from this Pokemon. Then, for each energy card you discarded in this way, Choose one of your one of your opponent's Pokemon and do thirty damage to it. You can choose the same Pokemon more than once, and this damage is not affected by weakness or resistance. It goes to the fun pile. Yes, it's like not horrible, but it's not good enough with the support it would have to be viable. So, like, it's not quite a bulk rare, like for your bulk box to trade in for store credit. It's like yeah i'm feeling bored today let's play this yeah like yeah. like chuck said many many times we're going into like a like a local tournament or something and he wants to play on hard mode um, yeah for some fun star me would be that deck 
Um, you would never ever bring this to a deck that you're like, like ultra competitive uh, tournament that you're trying to be serious about winning. Um, but you're also, I mean, sorry, I mean, you don't want to just completely throw all of them into your book because like Steuben said, this, this deck could be really fun um, if set up uh, properly and depending on the format and, and things like that. So definitely not bulk. So uh, I have wanted to make this deck because Starmie is one of my favorite Pokemon and uh, I need the attack very different and intriguing in that you can set up a lot of really cool scenarios and it's a single prize Pokemon. So you might have some uh, good scenarios to use it, uh, but is a little under underpowered. I want to yeah. 30 is not a lot um, per, per water energy. And um, you basically have to pair it with Frostmoth. And if you lose your Frostmoth, <laughs> uh, it becomes utterly useless. Yeah. So for those reasons, it is, like you said, it's something fun. Uh, if I, like, I, I will probably play it on hard mode one day, but uh, I, I don't see it being a meta, like a rogue meta deck at any point in time. I'm kind of surprised that no one's played it in any of our single prize tournaments that we've done yet. There's no bench barrier mm -hmm. and, you know, 30, whatever. Sure. 60. Okay. That's a lot of basic Pokemon that evolve. Yeah. Uh, a couple more energy. I mean, you can knock out some of those bigger basics too in a single prize format and the way we ban cards, uh, maybe it actually could have a time to shine with Frostmoth as a partner in the single prize tournaments. Well, um, in my research for my for my deck, you can you can boost the damage to uh, from Passimian to V's and V maxes, mm -hmm. um, and like telescopic sight would work yep. only once, though obviously once per Pokemon you choose. Mm -hmm. Pretty, but as long as like if you choose two V's, each one for Simeon will get thirty, and then. Uh, each one would get 30, I believe, from the telescopic site as well. So you'd be doing 90 for for two energy. But um, obviously, you're going to lose the site. So like the site is not really useful, but Passimian would help you with Vs. But it, it's just the amount of energy you need to take a knockout. Like he was, uh, like Stupin was saying, is you, you need two to three just to take out a basic um single prize pokemon and it's asking a lot yeah you have to really have some sort of gas set up to really get it going but yeah. i just there's no there's no raw draw power to sort of support that amount of energy you need uh even in a single prize format or let alone standard like mm -hmm. yeah you could you know research in, in crobat but you're only going to see so many cards and the chances yeah. of you having that many energy it's kind of slim to none yeah i agree yep all right I think we've summed it up. It's the fun pile. It's the fun the pile. I think this is the, the first deck that we pile. put into the fun pile. Well, with that, let's move on to the Turtwick Talks the Meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 16 tournaments to cover in total. And now, let's hop into the decks that made the most top 8s this week. 
Uh, starting off, number five, we have Ice Rider with nine top eight finishes. Number four, Single Strike Umbreon with 13 top eight finishes. Number three, Jolteon with 13 top eight finishes. Number two, Suicune with 20 top eight finishes. And number one, Mew Genesect with 22 top eight finishes. That's it for our decks that made the most top eights this week. Let us know on Twitter at PitPokeyPod and at RYPerGaming your opinion on the Mew Genesect deck. Really, I would like to know. Uh, and now, onto the ever-shifting meta. This week, we saw Mew Genesect rise in play by 1.74% and have a slight up in win percentage. Umbreon Urshifu took a hit, being down 5% this week and being down in win percentage by 1.45%. Uh, other decks saw a rise in popularity by a slight margin and a much higher win percentage by I don't know why. <laughs> Next, we have Suicune Ludicolo being up in play by a slight margin and down in win rate by 2.15%. Next, Jolteon Inteleon with a slight increase in play by 2.7% and a marginal increase by 3.64% in win percentage. Next, Leafeon and Teleon sees a slight downturn in play and a marginal decrease in win percentage. Next, Urshifu and Teleon sees a slight downturn in play with another marginal decrease in win percentage. Zacian variants are up next with a 1% increase in play and a 3% increase in win percentage. Next, Ice Rider and Teleon with a 2.5% increase in play and a 4% win percentage increase. Eternatus comes in with a slight increase in play and a marginal decrease in win percentage by 2.45%. Transition time! I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes in Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. But this week we didn't get to play because we were all too busy stuffing our faces with turkey at our family's houses. And now, let's go to the wins of the week. Starting off, we had one win apiece for Rapid Strike Urshifu, Obstagoon, Leafeon, Umbreon, and Victini. And two decks got two wins, those being Jolteon and Eternatus, and one deck, surprise surprise, took seven wins this week. That deck being none other than Mew Genesect. And that's it for the wins of the week. Turtwig worked really hard on getting all of this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming how you felt this week's report was. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. All right, that was a great Turtwig Meta Talk. Back now to do some news. And with that, there is not that much news to talk about. So uh, basically, well, the news that I'm dropping is all of the character rares and character super rares mm -hmm. that are coming out in Japanese VMAX Climax. We now have editions of Crobat V, Sylveon VMAX, um, Single Strike Urshifu V, and the new v Mimikyu VMAX mm -hmm. adding in. So um, rather than talking about those four and 
I'll ask Steuben first. Which one of these, I don't know if you've seen them all or not, but which one of these character arts are you most excited for? So uh, I was excited for the Duraladon with Raihan riding on top at first. Uh, yeah. and then the Sylveon came out. And again, that's illustrated by Sui. So I hope we get these in English in some shape or form so I don't have to shell out for a Japanese version of the card to get to the binder. Yeah. Um, but the, the watercolor-ish style that Sui does just always blows me away on these VMAXs and full arts that they've uh, been putting out as of recent. No, that, that yeah. was, that's a solid pick. Oh, there was actually, I think, Zara Aura, too, um, that we did since last time. Um, actually, there's a few other ones, but they're, they're yeah, they, all they really keep, awesome. Yeah, I, I can't complain about any of them, honestly. Yeah, they keep dropping more and more. Uh, I think there's going to be a total of 70 in VMAX Climax. Oh, um, which I don't, that's the, the hot thing is we don't know how many we're going to actually get here in the U.S. Yeah. But, um, I'm super now. I mean, the Alcremie one is a one I want, but I actually, which one is it? The, um, the Bolton V mm -hmm. with Sonya in it is just pretty freaking cool. That's probably my most, ex most wanted. I second that. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, you know, you know me, Picaram um, with Bolton was always a thing. And then Bolton by itself, um, love that card uh, just in general. So love that uh, character rare. Uh, I think that's definitely the one I'm aiming for. I'm glad they chose the uh, Rebel Clash Bolton instead of the one oh, yeah. Fusion Strike. Oh, yeah. If it was the Fusion Strike, uh, it would be Binder Fodder for sure, um, just for you know the look of it. But at least this one's playable, um, and it's just a pretty card. Yeah. They've picked every playable version of these that, cards. That too. is true. Mm -hmm. like, like I don't, I don't, I've not one that's just like not playable. I mean, Zekron's playable, but he's probably like the least playable one just because it's not that great of a card, but it's still yeah. a good card. Yep. Um, so that's basically it for the news for the week. Yeah, that's that. All the news we have. So I'm gonna turn it over to you to do the interview. Our interview. Yes. So let's let's start off with Steuben and his streaming um and just kind of his online um you know being part of the community of the online community um so Steuben you've been streaming uh on Twitch how long have you been streaming on Twitch for I started in uh technically if you want to get super technical about it I did a week of retro games and a little bit of PTC Geo in 2015 and a week mm -hmm. again uh, in 2016 it just never stuck with me at the time mm -hmm. uh, but i technically like if you disregard those uh the real start was in september of uh 2019 okay okay so so a fair amount you've kind of um it seems like you know yourself and, and like chuck and i and a few other community members and just like people that I, at least in the inner circle of you know the people we know have kind of gotten in around the same time so it's a really good time to get back into pokemon like we're all kind of growing as a community together yeah um at that uh you know that rough start point so no that's that's super awesome that you've been uh streaming since then yeah what really got me into streaming is that uh they launched that league at home program mm -hmm. um you know and it just didn't it didn't do um what it wanted to do uh, i couldn't get any of our local league patrons to get involved it was a struggle to you know 
try and get even people from multiple leagues maybe to come to one discord server and hang out and play and give out these codes and it just it just didn't fire off uh the way it should have honestly and it I mean, I was like, you know what? I, I've got all these packs that I bought for myself because I would always sell my codes uh, to a specific content creator in the past. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to play. I'm just going to put them in and I'm going to play. And you know what? I'm going to stream. And maybe if I can get a couple of the guys from league or families to get involved and yeah. and go from there. And eventually it started that way. And then it just kind of snowballed after a few months. And uh, we went from there. There we go. Um, and so, so your original you know, intent was just to kind of get that local community started and growing. Um, Yeah. To get it back together during the pandemic, really. Yeah. Um, I said 2019, but I meant to say 2020. So I mean, my, my, my my bad on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still the the past two years. It it was definitely during that pandemic time. So no, that's the time. uh, Yeah. I loved, I love the, the, the origin story of, of their, uh, of your start, your stream starting. Um, as far as tournaments and, and just like playing on, uh, you know, PTCGO have, you know, are you there just kind of growing an online community outside of your local area? Um, how has your community grown and, you know, any, any changes since the beginning that you've seen? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of grown to be more like, I guess, I, I wouldn't say global, but yet, yet global at the same time, we have a lot of uh, close friends from the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got friends in Brazil. Now we've got friends in New Zealand and Australia. We've got friends across the country in California, Texas, Colorado. I mean, like it's, it's crazy to think like, yeah, we're, you know, I would say a majority of us are, you know, in North America, but you know, there's a lot of super solid people in the community that have uh, really got involved with the channel and the, the discord server and all the content and everything from pretty much everywhere, honestly. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Um, and now as far as your stream schedule, heck, how often are you stream or are you streaming on, on Twitch? Uh, so as of right now, I'm streaming between five to six days a week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm going live at about 1 PM Eastern standard time with PTCGO for about four to eight hours, depending on what's going on outside of Twitch. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Thursday nights at 7 PM Eastern time. And um, that's when we usually do our single prize tournaments, or if I'm feeling frisky, we'll do a standard one or I'm kind of eyeballing maybe doing an expanded one in the next couple of weeks few weeks and then friday and saturday if i do stream it's more of like a variety or whatever i want to kind of kind of vibe very awesome um so obviously you've been streaming and and building the community and you've been becoming part of other people's communities as well um and i noticed before we we uh started you know pregame talking here you you said that you kind of helped sunny uh, at Real Sunny Games with his uh, Tuesday events from time yep. to time. How'd that kind of start and, and what role do you kind of play there? So I started doing the single prize tournaments, I want to say back in January. And um, eventually he was just like, you know, I kind of want to do a tournament, but I don't know what to do, how to start it, where to go from there. And I was like, what? I mean, I've been a Pokemon professor for seven years at this point in time now. And uh, we've been running these on Limitless. We've done them on Challenge before Limitless took off. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I, you know, we've become close friends with our growth together and our communities are so intertwined that like, you know, I don't mind uh, helping out and hanging out and it's, it's, it's fun. It's honestly fun. Um, getting to be like kind of behind the scenes and like modding his channel at the same time, taking the judge calls, handling the discord and just kind of making the rounds. Um, it's a, it's definitely, a, it lets him continue to focus on his stream, yeah. which is, which is a priority in my opinion. 
than, you know, having him split his load by himself to manage a tournament, handle the judge calls, you know, start the rounds, you know, occasionally have to do a deck check or something along the line, but it lets him focus on his stream and his content first and foremost. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. Uh, you know, the community just comes together as a whole, you and Sonny, and I know, uh, you know, much other, or much other people do the same kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the community supporting each other is, is very awesome and, you know, great to see um, that, you know, you're being a part of that. Um, but aside that, you said, Sonny, you're doing Sonny's tournaments. Um, you, you're seeing a lot of online uh, tournaments being played on Sonny's, uh, the, the single prizers, and you're probably seeing plenty of other uh, tournaments being played uh, currently, just like with standard. Um, so how do you feel the meta is kind of shaping up currently um you know with all the new fusion strikes out hot take time yes <laughs> i don't I, I don't like it i don't like the meta i don't like fusion strike and i don't like what's going on right now it um, seems to be the the popular consensus from a bunch of different groups that i've talked to um but yeah let's let's hear your take though uh i feel like the the fusion strike mu genesec deck is just it's 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 so forgiving um it doesn't leave for a lot of skill-based interactions in a match at this mm -hmm. current point in time. Uh, you can misplay like, oh, crap, I did this. Oh, well, it's fine. I have Peony, and then I have four Genesect in play. So I'll discard my hand, and I'll you know, I'll get my power tablet so I can use Dyna Barrier for way more than I need to do it for. Or mm -hmm. you know, I ran into one today during stream on the ladder who played Mayoletta, and I was like, what is even going on? <laughs> and it was a very clunky list, and they still completely wiped the floor with me. I was playing with viewer decks at the time. Yeah. Uh, so still a little bit rough, but I mean, to see them just shove Mayoletta in and be able to have Mew use the attack with four energy and play with four power tablets, they did like, I think, what, a three, 380? uh oh 70 my. for each one uh so 210 yeah no they did 300 damage on the dot and and knocked out um my rokabana play like it kind of ridiculous kind of ridiculous like yeah i mean the, the damage output by itself isn't necessarily the biggest issue i think you hit it on the head when you were talking about genestech earlier with the whole um you know standard questions and kind of in that rant i think that's the biggest problem it being a basic and you getting to use it multiple times in a turn mm -hmm. um you could, like you said, you can misplay. You can miss. You can misplay. Um, you know, multiple times in a turn, and still just go through your deck like the good old days with the Dene, Crobat, Professors kind of a thing. It gives me Shaman EX flashbacks. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I remember uh, Mega Ray just doing really good at like local levels, uh, league challenges, state championships before they got canned. And I mean, like it. It was kind of crazy that like you could just play Ray so unforgivingly with with Shaman and set up, and it's kind of the same vibe all over again. And did that did that deck C play the whole existence? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, two years or however long that deck Mega Quasit, yeah, in multiple variations. There were some with Metal and Metal Links Bronzong. Uh, I've seen some with Lightning, and eventually, as more cards came out that offered like free retreat, like when they, you know, there was a dark version with Dark Rye at one point in time mm -hmm. that a Dark Cloak gave the free retreat. So, I mean, there was a lot of different ways to to play Mega Ray, and like it never necessarily like dominated like the the overall regional scene and the world scene, uh, but it was always like something you had to consider taking to locals because somebody was just like going to go unga bunga Mega Ray Quasi turn <laughs> one with the uh, Ancient Trait yeah. evolution. Oh yeah, that it just it, it, 
it does seem just too consistent, too too forgiving, um, like for all those reasons. So um, it is starting to kind of look like it's becoming a problem deck for for the reason you said. Um, but do you see any counters out there or decks that can kind of keep this in check where you're not going to see this be 50% of the meta or anything like ADP days? It's hard because from the stats that I've seen recently from like Justin Basil and Limitless and uh, Pokey stats that it seems like the, the worst matchup spread for, for Mew Genesect is single strike with Umbreon and it's like still 5248. Mm-hmm. uh on on the on the numbers and i mean yeah umbreon's really good but as soon as they have that fusion strike energy on there you can't use dark signal to gust it up to the active mm-hmm. most of those decks cut back on bosses orders because of umbreon yeah so i mean like it's just i even then i don't i don't think it matters too too much and you still kind of have to play urshifu to an extent yeah. uh, i'm a big fan of gengar and i love it but it's just it's slightly the more i play it the more i play it i feel like it's a pile yeah, so let, like, actually, let's get into that. So Gengar um, was supposed to be this deck that kind of, um, from a lot of people that I've talked to uh, in the community, you know, G- Gengar was going to push uh, Psychic out. Um, you know, Dragapult was uh, BDIF pr- prior to this. Now we got Mew. Uh, Shadow Rider's still been a thing uh, somewhere in between. Um, but Gengar hasn't really seen success lately uh, or in this new meta. Um, so why, why, in your opinion, is Gengar not pushing these psychic decks down? I think there's just inconsistencies with the way it's been built. Some, some decks are pure special energy. Uh, there's been a, a couple of variants now with the Inteleon line uh, as an asset to it, too. Uh, and I mean, so to play, to play Hound Doom, Hound Dower, Umbreon, Gengar, and Inteleon, Mm-hmm. or not Umbreon in those decks, it just seems kind of like a big cluster. I mean, yeah, yeah, the Inteleon engine can be almost splashed into a lot of different decks, sort of like a like a nice tech piece uh, support line, but I don't think it just vibes well with the whole sh- single strike attach energy, do more damage kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the big thing I've always noticed with single strike is they, they don't have an engine around getting themselves cards. Like yeah. it, it's always... They have the way to get their energy, but getting set up and getting yourself online is just like it, it's it's slower than everything else. So they just don't have the time to do what they need. I feel like what would make it a little bit better if they gave a Pokemon an ability that has like the same effect as the Tower of Darkness to where you could do it maybe twice per turn and then you could maybe play Welcoming Lantern and mm-hmm. reuse those supporters. But again, like the single strike supporters, uh, Mustard, no thanks. Karen, mm, not Karen for that one either. Uh, Flannery, not really that good. Bruno, we've seen Bruno play it in like Rabbit Strike Malamar and yeah, other yeah, decks like that where it's like a comeback <laughs> factor. But I don't, I mean, like, what are you going to do with Bruno, Bruno, man? Bruno's a single prizer card. Like yeah, 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 you don't yeah, want it. For sure. You can, take, you can take single strike off of that card. It gives just... me uh, Professor Birch observations flashbacks just instead of the coin flip, like if you were knocked out instead. Yeah. So just it there's no real real gas. Like Rapid Strike still just is insanely consistent, even though it's now being outplayed by Mew Genesect. It still has so many outs and the power of like Rapid Strike or Shifu to be able to spread damage and hit, you know, multiple targets. That prevents all the little bench setters, that prevents Flaffy from ever existing. Yeah. Uh, as a relevant cause to accelerate lightning. And I mean 
it's a it's a whole like triangle format it feels like all over again and we just we've been stuck in these triangle formats for at least a whole year now yes we have been yeah it is a little bit frustrating that <laughs> that there you know there's always that one deck that everybody's playing and then there's a couple of counters but then that that pushes a lot of other fun viable decks that you know would be viable otherwise um but you know they you can't be playing them because of this deck or that um so it just it is a little frustrating in that manner i think i think what we need to see for the mute if if because mute in new genesect is getting so popular and it's becoming so much i think we need to see a little bit more creativity on the dark side of decks mm-hmm. rather than trying to shove single strikers umbreon down down his throat um because yeah. it's kind of figuring that one out yeah i feel like in the past couple of days specifically i've seen more like wheezing show up yeah. with sableye moltres uh kind of friends in there uh but again that fusion strike energy just without being it without them pokemon being able to be touched by like abilities at all with that fusion strike energy on there there goes your intellion pings that's shut off mm-hmm. uh that kind yeah. of murdered um rapid strike intellion vmax from even like having a foot in the door half the time uh because then your, your damage output is already so low and then if you you know use your ability you can't even touch those muse if they have the, the fusion energy on there do you think because the fusion energy seems to be one of the like the strong points or the problem points to this deck that you're going to see decks potentially start trying to throw fan of waves in um, probably not crushing hammers but fan of waves be like that, that consistent card to guarantee pushing it off to start doing chip damage or anything like that i'd rather play hammer honestly in that in that regard because uh, <laughs> yeah. fan of waves just puts it back to the bottom of the deck and then they could at least a sparkle again yeah, so they'd be able true. to almost reuse it a little bit more yeah bring back dragapult with hammers and and <laughs> i've i've seen an uptick in in fan of waves uses just because uh at at, at worst case scenario it's the, it's the thing that gets the fusion strike energy off of your the pokemon you want that mew that you want to hit so yeah. then you can actually do your abilities to it um but like piggybacking off of that like that fusion strike energy is kind of like i feel like the linchpin really holding those that deck together mm-hmm. because it's ability to just say no to ability like all the abilities that are out there that yeah. want to touch mew is giving it uh it that protection that it needs mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 kind of ridiculous that like it feels like it's got like a barrier around it at the same time like yeah my mew can sit here safe you have to have all of this and a boss to get it out of the active or up into the active sorry and you know take the ko that way but I mean, the Umbreon, it's, I love Umbreon. Umbreon's a solid card, but it, without that energy being there, like, it's just, well, what do, what do I do now? Oh, I could do this, but I don't, I don't have boss. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it does kind of feel thematic where Muse just flying around with that, like, invisible psychic bubble where mm-hmm. he's, like, not being touched. But um, in playability, you want a little bit more diversity, so maybe not have that uh, <laughs> on the card game. Um, but one last kind of deck that I was thinking of, I don't know if you've played it. Um, I know I'm a huge fan of it. I don't know how Chuck feels, but um, the, uh, the new Obstagoon deck, um, one, have you played it? And two, do you think it's a viable enough counter to um, Mew? Yeah, and- I pl- I've played it recently. Uh, Pumpkin Amy ran a single prize tournament on a Monday that I was able to participate in mm-hmm. uh, two weeks back now. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, there was, I want to say, eight eight of them in the, in the top cut of that single prize deck. So it's good in single prize. It's good in standard. Um, 
I think it just has an issue with uh, some of the more tanky decks that you can occasionally come across. Like you've mm. got a good, you know, matchup against Psychic, but at the same time, like it feels a little bit better than Single Strike in the regard that like you don't have to have, uh, you know, research to draw or Marnie to draw or put your Single Strike energy back in then accelerate it with Houndoom and still have to have a boss. Like you can just search for the boss. You're attacking for one energy. Uh, the Intelli Online is pretty solid in general. is a good support engine for it. So it, it feels pretty good uh, to, to be able to one-shot a Mew for a, one energy on a single prize Pokemon when it happens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and it's solid enough against most of the meta. Like, But like you said, any of those tanky ones, uh, the decks that happen to play like Cheryl or any kind yep. of like heal, yep. um, it just kind of loses too. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know... In, are we going to see those because Mew's pushing those out and maybe see uh, a single, a single prize deck, maybe finally come back into the meta. I Hopefully. definitely think it has a higher skill cap uh, as well compared mm -hmm. to most VMAX decks too. Yeah. It's a lot of moving pieces in that engine. Yeah. I think that's why I'm drawn to it. Cause I've been, that's what I've been playing exclusively since um, it dropped on, on the client. Um, although I haven't get to play a lot in the last two weeks, just because life get in the way. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of a good transition point um, as far as just playing on PTCGO on on ladder um, on limitless tournaments. Um, Muse just kind of running amok, um, maybe making the, the meta a little stale. Um, and then with, like like you've, we've talked about before uh, the cast uh, with no players cups or any like actual um, meaningful tournaments. You know, how does PTCGO kind of feel right now in this kind of weird transition phase? It's kind of stagnant. Uh, I mean, we we were all assuming that we would get live this month. Yeah. Um, they kind of came out of nowhere and they're like, hey, we're delaying this. Uh, the entire time between the first announcement and then delay, we had zero updates. So it was just kind of like a, a festival of like curiosity, I guess you could mm -hmm. call it. And now, okay, 2022, is that with Brilliant Stars? Is that before that is it after that it's hard to say yeah it is hard to say uh i'm hoping it's with brilliant stars um but I, I at the very least i want it to be a good client so if we have to wait i mean i understand i would prefer to wait a little longer just mm -hmm. to guarantee a good client yeah anything that's rushed is going to be inevitably bad but if they can take the time and get it right then i'm all for it too yeah on on that note i'm i'm with you two guys i want the client to be um as best as they can get it before they release it rather than rush it i just would like a little bit more clarity on the process in which it's going to work because like like steuben you said like we, we were thinking it was going to be out for fusion strike uh, i've i've been operating on the like i operated under the assumption that i was going to like be dusting cards at this point rather mm -hmm. than for trading so i have a a stack of codes here that I was going to try and get dusting materials for. And I'm hesitant to put them in online because I don't want us, I don't want to use the, all of them to just get Mew or like half the Mew deck. Like I'd rather just wait. So like I haven't even really got anything from Fusion Strike in general in, in TCGO. So yeah, it, it's hard. Uh, I mean, I'm a full-time content creator, and if you wanted to just shell out the packs for the Mew Genesect deck, if you look at the average price of codes versus the price of the trades for those cards, it's almost, if I want to say what, they're the Genesects and Mews are roughly 10 on average, 
So there's, you know, 80 packs right there. The three Mews, they're anywhere between 30 to 40 packs on the trade system. So we'll just ballpark it and say it's 120. That's 200-ish packs to get that. And at the price that they're selling them for on average between, you know, 70 cents to 90 cents a code, depending on mm-hmm. where you're buying your, your codes from, if you're buying codes, that's not a easy sum just to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to dump this into an online game that, you know, yeah. it's not going to matter in a few months when the client changes over. Yeah. That's why I'm not rushing to, you know, get the, when I get it, I get it. But um, like you said, like I, if, if live was here now, I would be more inclined to spend a little bit more money or whatever the, the, the dusting system was to get the deck. But um, with it being in flux and not knowing when we're making that transition is kind of a hard sell. Yeah. I yeah, agree. That, that's my point in, in that it's just, a, it's, I would like a little bit more clarity on what is going to happen and how it's going to go. So I can make a more informed decision on what I should do with the, I don't know, 200 codes I have sitting on my desk. To, yeah. And not to mention that I have the like over a hundred still sitting in there unopened, but just uh, waiting yeah. to transfer. Like, yeah. TPC has never really been like a hundred percent about clarity when it comes to announcements of a lot of things. Um, as much as I love Pokemon and the franchise, the games, the cards, you know, every little aspect of it overall. Uh, The one thing I don't like is how closed door they are about everything. There's so many people's livelihoods that are based around this game, uh, the Mm -hmm. community, and it's, it's definitely a a big time of uncertainty. I know a lot of uh, other Twitch streamers uh, who went ahead and gave everything away. They literally yeah. gave everything they had away. And then they're like, oh, hey, we're delaying the game. And these guys are like, oh, uh, hey, I don't I don't have anything anymore. What am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Start from ground zero all over again. And it's just, uh, I mean, still like, yeah, the regionals are coming back. That's That's awesome. But at the same time, where are the announcements for Pokemon League, League Cups? the the foundations that get people in the door in the first place yeah yeah we're we're, we're in need of all of that still um and i i hope the online client will have a big part of you know welcoming new players into the game um in the future but we definitely need some kind of word one way or another yeah i feel bad for a lot of people who come into the streams like hey i just started playing and these are the cards that they give me just to battle with me. And I'm like, yeah, I sure. I don't know how to make this a fair game for you. Cause even <laughs> if I pick a theme deck, it's not going to go very well Yeah, compared to the, like, what is it, the red assault they call it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mental might those, those decks are out of date. Um, they're not even as good as the recent theme decks that we had up until vivid voltage. Yeah. So, I mean, where does the new player aspect go with live? I hope it's better than this. Yeah. One can only hope. Um, but going in, kind of in that transition phase um, with codes and, and um, online packs, what is kind of your strategy? Are you holding on to um, anything older or are you, you opening uh, fusion strikes um, for trying to you know, trade for any given deck right now? Um, wh- what are you kind of doing with your code cards? So uh, I opened on stream day one, I want to say 132 packs. And that was just from... Uh, local friends who gave me codes that don't play online or care to even play. They just collect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what my partner and I opened up from uh, sealed product. And so I opened those up and then we went from there and, you know, I did a little bit of trading and attempted to build things. And as uh, as of recent, I think I have maybe 40 packs of fusion strike in my, uh, in my game. 
to trade for little odds and ends as I need it. Yeah. And then I have the uh, 125, like, I guess you can call them junk packs stashed yeah. <laughs> uh, waiting for that, uh, that crystal or dust transition that we were uh, told would happen with that. Yeah. Other than that, um, I mean, I have a few hundred codes for raffles and giveaways to give to the community, but none of them are Fusion Strike, unfortunately, because the prices are still a little bit too high for what it is. Yeah, agreed. And even then, I feel like there's more bang for your buck for uh, Evolving Skies code still. Mm -hmm. uh, the odds of you pulling a better card out of Evolving Skies than you pulling a Mew or a Genesect out of Fusion Strike is just, it's more bang for your buck. Oh, I agree. Um, and are, are you holding any like um, physical codes unscanned waiting for, you know, that? Yeah, transition? yeah. I have a few uh, bulk boxes ready to go. Yeah. Of random assorted codes that collectors and friends have either given me for very, very cheap or uh, on the house. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're Chuck and I are both, I think, on the same note as you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on that note. Um, I've just been saving whatever I've gotten at the moment to to pump in there after the transition mm -hmm. the only ones i'll redeem for the chance to flip in game are base sun and moon and base sword and shield because i feel like if you hit that and you hit that gold switch or you hit that gold ultra ball you're looking at like 40 uh packs of fusion strike and trade so yeah it kind of feels a little bit good on that one especially like if you can get those for like five ten cents a piece from some places oh yeah base sets are always the best i have i have a a slew of sun and moon from a, a guy that I work with he opened uh, a little bit i've just been waiting to open them kind of like towards the end to see if i can flip them for something like that like just to crack them right at the end because i've been I, i'm slowly adding up stuff like i don't need like uh shining fates or champions path packs that i get to get yeah. to that 125 I mean, the day they announced what was happening, I mean, look at gold quick ball. It was always like, okay, hundred pack, hundred pack card. And then that, that first day they're like, oh, Hey, live's coming. Uh, it, they tanked to like 30 ish, 40 ish packs. And then now they're slowly going back up to like 50, 60. Yeah. Uh, the switches and quick balls and, and ultra balls are starting to go back up. I think you should just put those sun and mood ones in now and play the lottery with them instead of waiting. Cause if, if they, if we get closer and closer and we have a date, the trade market's just going to crash again. Yeah. That's a good point. Open them up now, Chuck. <laughs> Maybe I'll go play the lottery tonight when I'm done. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do that. Or you're going to have to do that. <laughs> um, but, okay, so going from PTCGO, um, you know, transitioning, IRL events are coming back. Um, you know, the bigger events were announced. Like we said, some of the local uh, events still to be kind of scheduled and announced. But what are kind of your tips or strategies you're taking to kind of transition yourself and get ready for IRL play? Oh, I've, I've never stopped being ready. Um, as of recent, I've stopped buying singles the way I have over the past year. And I actually just started selling a lot of them on TCG player over the holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, but before, I mean, I had, had a binder of a uh, place out of every V and V max, um, thinking like, okay, cool. It could happen at any time. It could happen at any time. You can, kids can get vaccinated now, uh, up to a certain age yeah. so it's like okay it's inevitable they're going to snap their fingers and and un unleash the floodgates uh for for league play and tournament play and it's just it's a time of not knowing still yeah and so i'm like well at this point i mean single prices uh are if you buy low rarity uh they're at the lowest they've ever been uh you could build decks that aren't uh mu genesect for you know 50 60 70 dollars if you already have your staple cards at this point 
yeah, Pokemon's just making it easier and easier for people to get all, all those, um, you know, those good playable cards. Uh, yeah. To build up those those uh, playable decks. Between the promo boxes, the League Battle decks, uh, the Urshifus are dirt cheap if you want to go that route. Uh, they made Inteleon VMAX dirt cheap. I mean, Zation, if we go back to right before everything shut down, it was a $30, $40 card with ADP, uh, Sword and Shield Base Set League Cup tournaments, and then... Now it's a $2.50 foil that you can buy on TCG player. So, and it's still a really solid budget option to, uh, to dive into. If you want a solid deck, you just grab Forzation, Forzamazena, Crobat, some Orangaroo and some commons and you're good to go. You can build a lot of really good competitively viable decks for not that expensive mm-hmm. via singles at the moment. Um, Mew, Mew, Gen- Mew Genesect just so new is, is the only reason why it's probably as expensive as it needs. Yeah, is. I mean, Umbreon VMAX, I think, is uh, trending at like $30 too right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's kind of up there. And I mean, that's only a set old. So who's to say well, if it'll go up or go down as we get closer to the start of things? Even, even that one isn't so terrible because if you want to run it, you, you probably only need two. Yep. So like it's probably going to be the majority cost of that deck, but you probably can get the rest of it for under oh, yeah, the cost yeah, of one the, of them. Yeah. Everything else in the Urshifu single strike package is, is it's, it's super cheap. It's super yeah. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, you can still get that, um, that single strike Urshifu box um, for well under a hundred dollars. I, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So we were talking about IRL play. Um, and, and Steuben, you brought this up again before beforehand. There was some drama on Twitter about shuffling um, now with it. IRL is um, just around the corner. So if you want to kind of elaborate on 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 that drama and in uh, what needs to be happening here. Yeah. So this is this isn't the first time that Twitter is blown up over shuffling techniques and what's right or wrong or efficient or or proper or, uh, you know, common courtesy, I guess, at that point in time. Uh, the big arguing is that uh, some players say that riffle shuffling is the end all be all. And then some people say, if you pick up my, my deck and riffle shuffle it, you and I are going to go outside and tangle. Yeah. And uh, it got really heated. Um, it's still kind of going on a little bit too. And I mean, you know, they, some people are getting real smart with like statistics, like, Oh, I learned from magic that riffles the, the way to go. Or, you know, if you, if you mass shuffle or pile shuffle, you're just wasting time and, you know, there's, there's not, I don't really think there's a true one way to shuffle your card. If you half the players that are going to come into IRL play from the online era are going to pick up a deck and like, how do I do this? Yeah. And <laughs> I've I mean, seen it, I've just, seen it at the local level. Yeah. Level just, too. just do whatever you can do. And it, and if you need help, call a judge, call your professor, ask your opponent to shuffle your deck for you. If you're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, most people don't have the intention to destroy your cards. Um, I mean, and you know, if you feel comfortable and riffle shuffling, then then that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem people riffle shuffling theirs. So I I don't riffle shuffle myself. Um, I I just don't want to bend the cards, uh, especially with these V Max Vs and all those um, cards. Even though I've gone uh, when I first started playing, I was more max rarity, um, but I've kind of gone away from that and just gone you know mid rarity. But still, even at that. Uh, you know, these V maxes, I would hate them to be, you know, bent up so much that you can't play them. Um, so what, what is your feel though? If, if you are not a riffle shuffler and your opponent goes to, you know, take their, their chance at cutting your deck or shuffling their, your deck and they pick it up and, and riffle shuffle your riffle shuffle your deck. I would ask them not to do so. I riffle my own cards 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, I've played card games for 20 plus years now at a competitive level in some shape or form before Pokemon, I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and I, you could, you couldn't actually riffle shuffle Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You, it was just, it's really hard to do it that some of the, the higher rarity versions of those cards, they were so thin and they weighed different, different weights. So it was really hard to do it without actually destroying them. But Pokemon cards, if you play low rarity, uh, you know, you can definitely handle your corners well and take care of your sleeves a little bit more too. Um, so, I mean, if I see them riffle shuffle their own deck and they feel like it looks like they're, you know, capable of doing it for themselves and not damaging their cards, then, I mean, I won't necessarily complain about mine in their hands either then because I do it myself. But if it, you know, it looks like they've never riffle shuffled before and I watch them do it to their deck and they're like bridge shuffling like a deck of poker cards. Yeah. Then then I'm like, all right, I need to, I need a judge to step in at this point in time. And if somebody, you know, wants to handle your cards a way that you're not comfortable with call your judges, call your professors. They're here to help you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we've had this kind of topic on, um, uh, you know, when your opponent is handling your deck, I mean, I mean, if, I would hope most of them would be respectful enough to, um, you know, not, not damage the cards um, and be rough on them. But I guess there are some people out there that really just don't care um, <laughs> your feelings on your cards or, or whatnot. Uh, to me, it's just, it, it seems silly because like you just it's not like i understand in in competitive pokemon like you have the opportunity to make make sure your opponent's deck is shuffled but it's still not your property so being just respectful that it's someone else's things that you're that you're shuffling and if they're not going to want you to riffle shuffle then that's their prerogative yeah as long as you respect them yeah yeah, just respect that and then continue about your day yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I haven't had any any instances where I've had to feel where my opponent was being disrespectful towards my property or anything like that. Again, this is mostly just local level, but um, I think our community in general is um, respectful enough when it comes down to it. Yeah, in my years of Pokemon, I've never really had an issue of somebody like out to get me or like damage my stuff or whatever before. Uh, even some players who came off a standoff at one point in time still like respected my property. So, yeah. I mean, no, no, no qualms with anybody uh, in that regard. Yeah. From, from my one experience at that and at the full rip one K everyone just seemed pretty chill with uh, you know, a cut as long as you're actually shuffling your own deck. So, yeah, I mean, we're still technically in a pandemic era. I mean, the less you have to handle somebody else's stuff, uh, you know, the less of a risk of exposure you have technically too. So yeah. I know yep. it's not surface transmitted, but you never know if like they go to grab your hands, touch your clammy, sweaty, who knows it just give them a quick cut, call it a day. Exactly. Well, I think that's going to about do it for us there, Steuben, unless Chuck, you had anything else? No, I mean, we went over all the topics there. Um, I do want to give the Steuben a chance to do some shout outs on anything you want. Plug yourself. Anyone you want to give a hello to, now's the time. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, yep, if you, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Hover, TikTok, uh, Steuben with two zeros, S-T-0-0-B-E-N. Uh, I'll give you the details and the origin of the name if you want someday, but definitely only if you're an adult. Uh, <laughs> um, I do a lot of Pokemon content. Uh, on the side recently, I've been, I've been really getting into the Digimon card game. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, a few other streamer friends and I are working on getting some sort of collaboration, like chatting session kind of going on. Maybe it'll turn into a podcast. I have no idea what's going on with that. 
Um, shout outs to, uh, of course, uh, Real Sunny Games, uh, Pumpkin Amy, Jimmy Shoot TV, Texas Brown 94, Zombie Mummy Gaming, all on Twitch, as well as tons of other friends. Like, I, I, like, I feel like a horrible person if I miss somebody, but there's just so many other channels and friends that like, I wish I could take the time to be like, Oh, I love, I love you for this. And I love you for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like the overall community is just super fun and I'm glad to be a part of it in some shape or form. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I second that. Um, and in saying that actually, um, you're not that far from Pittsburgh. So I expect to see you out at some of these. I, I, I want to, soon. I want to, I really do. I want to, um, Thursday nights are just super rough for me. Cause that's when we normally stream and run online tournaments. Um, yeah. for the most part, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm only an hour North. If you guys want to come play, uh, like in, you know, Grove city on a Saturday or a Sunday, uh, Heck yeah. get me up. Yeah. We might have to do that. And same with, uh, whenever we have our pre-releases or anything, those are generally Saturdays. So, oh yeah. I'm um, going to make my best attempt if weekends are so much more easier for me. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, I'm game. Any, anytime to play more Pokemon on the weekends I'm in. So, yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it um, for uh, Chuck. Who we have at Watch Whimsy. Uh, you got myself at Penux One, and you got Ryan for RY for Gaming, as well as Pit Pokepod, all on Twitter. Yep, and uh, just the, I'll have Steuben's Twitter and Twitch in the show notes if you want a quick link to get a hold of him. Awesome. See you guys later. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Thanks for being on been a blast.